there is a consequence to canceling people. We cannot build community by canceling people. And so I want to talk about cancel culture today. Joaquin Phoenix gave a speech earlier in the week um, at the BAFTA Awards where he basically told his fellow white brothers and sisters that they had to do better and that it was their responsibility, not the responsibility of people of color. Now, when he made this statement about it is our responsibility, as he said to his white brothers and sisters, I thought, what is our responsibility as people of color? And Amanda Seals was on The View, not The View, I'm sorry, The Talk this week. And um, she said that we have, as people of color, and this is not a quote, but she was basically saying that we have endured enough and we live with enough trauma without having to be without it having to be our responsibility to aid or assist or to teach our white brothers and sisters about privilege and racism and the whole lot. And so there was some back and forth. And some people were saying, have a discussion. Some people say, it's not my job to have a discussion. And I was really wondering, what is our responsibility as people of faith, as a community of people who believe and operate in love. And what I got was an amazing word. And the word came from Revelations, and it says in Revelations 12 and 7, And a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Doesn't this sound like some video game or some like, a war broke out in heaven? Like, you know, this is some sort of film trailer or something. But anyway. A war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but they were defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. The great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Now, let me be clear. I will be using some words in this conversation that you may not be familiar with, may be uncomfortable, and it's just because we don't use them much anymore, probably because they've been canceled. But they are relevant, and they are relevant to this conversation. Words like spiritual warfare, words like the devil, Satan, demons. These words are real and relevant in today's world and to this conversation. So I'll read it again. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon and his angels fought back, but they were defeated. And there was no longer any room for them in the place called heaven. The great dragon was thrown down. The ancient serpent, we know the serpent from the garden, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth and his angels were thrown down with him. You know, I find it fascinating. The devil and Satan is known as the deceiver of the world. Now, I think we have to understand the difference between a liar and a deceiver. 
We know those people who lie for no reason. What did you eat today? Uh, nothing. You got crumbs on your mouth. Like, I know you've eaten, but you're just lying for no reason. Um, just the simple stuff. You ain't got to lie, Craig. We'll just lie and lie and lie about nothing for nothing when there's no reason to. I'm not saying there's ever reason to lie. Uh, but you don't believe them. Even if you can't see the crumbs on the lips, you can smell it on their breath or something, but you don't believe the lies that they are telling because they have not deceived you. A deceiver is able to lie so well that he or she makes you believe them. These are good lies. These are the lies that live for generations. Like Martin Luther King said, a lie can only live for so long. Oh, this one lives a long time. And often the people who are deceived by it keep the lie going. So Satan is known as the deceiver of the world because Satan not only tells lies, but Satan is able to make you believe the lie that he is telling so much that you begin to spread it as truth and it becomes the lie of the world. So Satan is a deceiver of the whole world, and Satan was thrown down here to earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Now that's always great to me because if I don't catch anything, I catch that Satan had a crew. Don't we all? Like we all got that, that circle of friend around us, but Satan had a crew, and when they threw Satan out, God also threw out Satan's crew. That's important to this story. And so people say, well, Carmen, well, maybe you're being a little overdramatic and it's not that sort of spiritual warfare and we're fighting against. But the scripture tells us over in Ephesians, not just Carmen, but the scripture tells us over in Ephesians 5 and 12, for our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. You know, the, the elders used to always say the King James Version. It says, for we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. I like heavenly places, but high places works. And so we don't battle against people. We are not battling against being let into a film society, having a equal opportunity, diversity, representation um, within the Grammys and the Oscars. That is not what we are fighting against. No, our warfare is between the separation from love. Love. God is love, and heavenly places are places filled with love. And so Satan, the deceiver, was expelled from heavenly places and sent here to earth. And we are not battling flesh and blood. This is not about Gail King. This is not about Oprah Winfrey. 
This is not about Russell Simmons. This is not about Bill Cosby. This is not about all the people who are sitting in their positions and maintaining the lie because they have been deceived by the deceiver of the whole world. But this is about battling principalities, rulers, authority, and spiritual wickedness, and for some cosmic powers of this present darkness that we live in. We may say that we are woke, hashtag woke, but this is a present darkness that we live in, and only the light of love can win. Let me rephrase that. Only the light of love will win, but we must be the beacons of light in this present darkness, and we don't become the beacons of light by fighting people who say things that rub us the wrong way, who get us in our feelings and have us feel in some kind of way, who make us feel uncomfortable, who we don't agree with, who are too old or too young or too immigrant or not white enough or too short or too tall or too fat. No, we don't argue against flesh and blood. We are fighting. The real fight is against spiritual wickedness and authorities in high or heavenly places. So in this present darkness of cancel culture, we get in our feelings and decide that people are expellable. And that would be rightfully so if we understood how to expel someone properly. And it is not the New Year's, New Year, New Me, I'm writing you off and you never hear from me again, so you figure it out. No, we can take a lead from God, God who is love. We can take a lead from love. And love expelled Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, from heaven and sent him to earth, him and his whole crew. All of y'all can go. And God ain't online walking around heaven gathering support for why he expelled Satan. No. You know, I actually think God ain't even mad about it. You know, there's this narrative like, you know, God hates Satan and that's the enemy and you got to fight against him. And A lot of that is true, but one, God does not hate. And so thinking that God hates Satan is wrong. And where are you getting this from, Carmen? Because that's what I was told when I grew up. But if you go over to Job, in the first section, it tells you that, and the angels came into heaven one day, and Satan came in right along with them. Did God react and say, you can't come in my house, get out my house, I canceled you, you can't talk? No, God has a conversation with Satan. A conversation with the person or the spirit that we expelled from heaven. Didn't react, 
didn't fly off a handle, didn't make world star hip hop, but said, Satan, what have you been up to? And Satan still having to answer to love. Love is stronger than hate. Love is stronger than deceit. What can cover a multitude of all sins? And that is love. So Satan is still subject to God. And Satan says, well, I've been out searching to and fro for one. He's trying to add to his crew. And God says, well, have you considered my servant, Job? You mean God offered up to Satan, the deceiver of the world who had been expelled from heaven, who just walked back up into heaven with the crew. God had a conversation and then gave him the thing he was asking for. There's a lot to be looked at here, but you'll get that when you get home. I mean, oh, if I had the time, seriously, to talk about a conversation, coming to an understanding, reasoning together, figuring out that there are two sets of facts to get to the one truth. I am wishing that I had the time right now to tell you what happens when you have a conversation. You know, Malcolm Gladwell's book, uh, his latest book, Talking to Strangers, specifically talks about what information you can gather and how you also can be deceived by talking to strangers. So if you sit down and if you stop reacting long enough to take in enough information, to seek an understanding, to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, then maybe we wouldn't be canceling people out of the community. Just maybe. But God has a conversation and then offers up the very thing that Satan was looking for. And we know the story of Job. And with protection around them, God protected him. But spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Because our struggle is not with flesh and blood. Our struggle is not with the people. Our struggle is not with the boss. Our struggle is not with the president. But there is a system and a crew of spiritual wickedness in pl at play that has told a lie and deceived the entire world. And it is only our loving acts of not reacting but having a conversation. Oh, that's the thing you think you want. Well, here it is. I'm going to give it to you. Remember how your parents used to do that? Oh, I want this candy. I want this candy. And at some point, they let you eat the candy till you got a stomach ache. My mom used to say a hard head makes a soft behind because you ha you're hard-headed. You have to learn the hard way. See, that's what wickedness is. It's not soft enough to hear the first time. So we who love, who know better and are not deceived at the lie are not fighting against people. We're losing the battle right now, not only in this country, but in the world. 
because we are fighting against people. We are expensing our energy, our time, our talent, our resources, our, our social media platforms, the places where we have the most power in our lives. We are giving it away for people. It's about them. You know, the reason I'm doing so bad is because that baby mama keeps me on child support. It's not about her. It's about you. The reason I am struggling on this job is because they never want to treat me right. It's not about the boss. It's about you, boo. And the reason I can't get ahead in life is because everybody's always trying to hold me down. It's not about them. It's about you. It's about you. It's about you. You are fighting the wrong things and expecting an extraordinary, miraculous result. But when are you tired? Or as they said in the movie, The Help, aren't you tired yet, Miss Haley? Aren't you tired of expensing all of your energy and your power and your good God loving on people to try to get them to act right, to try to get them to see the truth, to try to get them to be woke? No, you are not fighting people. You are fighting principalities, authorities, rulers, and spiritual wickedness in high places, in heavenly places, in love-filled places. And when that type of deception and evil that Satan, the devil, brings into a place of love, it darkens it. And it is only the light of love that will wipe it away, that will send it packing, Because remember, it said that Satan and his crew were defeated. So why would we be fighting people when they're already defeated? Why would we be fighting the boss? Why would we be fighting Trump? Why would we be fighting uh, an idea of how America is supposed to be if we know that the deceiver is already defeated? then we need to stop fighting a war where someone's already defeated and place our energies somewhere else. And that somewhere else is a place of love. Try showing a little bit more love. Maybe have a conversation. Maybe you try to sit down, if asked, Everybody ain't asking for a conversation, let's be real. But if asked, maybe you or if you can't in that moment own it and say, I can't right now, but I will pass you along to this person. Or I will sit down with you at a later time. But try having a conversation. Because you might get something out of that conversation. That maybe they think this way because of this. Or maybe they feel this way because of that. And if it's not then a conversation, maybe the thing they want is this perception of power that they have no idea they've been deceived on. And there's no way you're going to change deception with reaction. I'll say it again. There's no way you're going to change the deception with reaction. It's only going to be changed through love. If we want to defeat the already defeated enemies, deception, lie, 
then we have to be love. We have to be the beacons of love. We have to shine our light into this darkness. We have that power. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't have a beef with somebody who don't feel the way we feel or do it the way we do it or think the way we think or dress the way we think it's supposed, they're supposed to dress. No, what we do is we show love. It's as simple as that, but we rather make it hard. Isn't that what Lauren Hill said? It could all be so simple, but we'd rather make it hard. This election cycle, we will spend billions of dollars trying to defeat a defeated deceiver. That's not Trump. That's not Pence. That's not the Republicans. That's not the Democrats. That's not the establishment. That's not the old. That's not the young. That's not the millennial. That's... That's a lie that has been believed. And if only we could sit down together, come and let us reason together. My job is not to fix you in the conversation. My job is not to educate you and to get you to see how you, but through my loving, the light drives out the darkness. I said it before and I'll say it again. Cancel culture ain't cool because God canceled Satan, but no, he didn't cancel him. We need to take from the example, the great example of God, the great example of love, and learn how to cut away from people without cutting them off. He wasn't cut off because God gave him the thing he asked for. Cut away from people without cutting them off. Because when we cut people off, we cut off our opportunity to love. And what the world needs now more than ever, we can all agree, and I'm sure we do, is love. So let's love more and cancel less. Let's learn to cut away and not cut off. Because we need all the opportunities we can get to shine the light of love into the darkness. Council culture ain't cool. Be blessed. I'm Carmen Michael Smith. This is another Deeper Conversation. <laughs>